Radio Action Theater presents Child of the Sun, the expedition of Hernando de Soto, a drama in five episodes. Your host, Eli Wallach. He who would see the new world, the golden pole, the second, other seas, other lands, achievements great and wars, and such things attempted as alarm and give pleasure, strike terror and lend delight, hear of the author this pleasing story where nothing fabulous is told, all worthy of being esteemed, heard, considered. So began the chronicle of an anonymous Portuguese gentleman from the town of Elvas, published in the year 1557, and describing the expedition of Spanish conquistador Hernando de Soto through what is now the American South. But as we shall see, the story is hardly a pleasing one. With over 600 men, several women, a number of African slaves, and a large array of weapons for making war, de Soto landed at Tampa Bay in the year 1539 to explore and to conquer. Episode 1 of Child of the Sun, The Richest Land Yet to Be Discovered. The story of the toils and hardships attending Don Hernando de Soto in the conquest of Florida, who he was, and who the others were with him, all that they saw, and what befell them. Hernando de Soto was the son of an esquire of Jerez de Badajoz, and as a mere boy went off to the Spanish Indies at a time when Pedrarias d'Avila was their governor. He possessed little more than blade and buckler. For his courage, Pedrarias appointed him captain of a troop of horse and sent him off to fight the Indian. In time, Soto joined Pizarro in the conquest of Peru. All right, men. There are 15 of us against a thousand. Remember, they have never seen a horse before. If we ride at full speed, we will get to the top. Don't let up till we reach the cacique. When we have their chief, they will surrender. Atahualpa! You are my prisoner! All right. Let's go! With his share in the treasure of Atahualpa, Soto became one of the richest men in all Spain. With his bride, Doña Isabel de Botadilla, daughter of the governor Pedrarias Davila, he presented himself at the court of Charles the Melancholy, Holy Roman Emperor and King of Castile. He was not by nature profuse, but since it was his first time at court, Soto spent lavishly, closely attended wherever he went by dependents and a host of others attracted to his fame and his fortune. Luis, 
What's so urgent, Asa? Someone has returned from the Indies, from the expedition of Narvaez to Florida. Hey, after ten years? Living with the Indian, finally escaping with three others. He says Narvaez's men died of starvation, ate their own dead before they died themselves. They were no match for these Indians. <sighs> this time, it will be different. Don Hernando, he will stop at nothing. This man, this survivor... He is asking to lead the new expedition to Florida himself. But, but the king has told Don Hernando... Yes, 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 but why does this man who comes back from Florida want so desperately to return? What <laughs> riches did he see? Huh? Before we stake everything on Don Hernando... Hmm. This survivor must have plenty to tell. It's for you to discover, Nuno. The man who survived is your cousin, Don Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. Your Majesty. Ah, Don Hernando. I've uh, come about my commission to La Florida and to get your assurance. There will be no questions about it now that uh, Cabeza de Vaca has returned. Don Hernando. How could I go back on something I've already told you? <laughs> Have some sherry. I, I beg your grace to forgive me if I decline. Still a sober man, Hernando? Like the soldier who has fought well on our behalf. Even when some lords of council complain we are being too hard on the Indians. But they seem ready to kill themselves rather than be our subjects, Don Hernando. I hope your majesty plans to tell these lords. If they wish to extend our dominion over the new world, they must give us leave to wage total war against these Indians. And if these lords of council wish to govern the empire of Rome, they'd best find a treasure of the Indian before someone else does. <laughs> yes, your zeal is to be commended. Your majesty, they... they... They say Cabeza de Vaca found gold. What has he told you? That he has taken a vow with one of the other survivors not to reveal what he saw in La Florida. But your majesty, I, I... am sorry. What he told me, I cannot say. Then your majesty will no longer need my services. Don Hernando, rest assured. Don Alvar Nunez told me La Florida is indeed a rich land. Go. The commission has been sealed. Don Alvar Nunez! Oh, it's you. Nuno Tovar, your cousin. Yes, I remember. Try as I made to forget. <sighs> cousin? It's you who should be named to lead this new expedition, not this Don Hernando. The king, in his great wisdom, has spoken. After what you've been through, it is your right. What is it, Tobar? Get on with it. You came to me for something. You want to know what I found in Florida? <sighs> I'm a poor man, cousin. Should I go with Don Hernando? I spoke only to the king, to no one else. You don't have to tell me what you found in Florida. Just a hint, Don Alvar Nunez. My advice to you, Nuno. Sell all you own and go with Don Hernando. 
Oh, and uh, what is it like? The taste of human flesh. I understand you became cannibals in Florida. Perhaps you'll find out for yourself, Nuno. Now take my advice. Sell all you own and join the expedition. Thank you, cousin. Thank you. At least Spain will be rid of you. Anyone going on this expedition must be ready for any extremity. You must have good armor. Now, who's next? What's the pay? <laughs> this mark wants sign up. The rest do the devil. Tobar, what did you find out? Your cousin is Florida a rich land. Ah, he hates me. But they say, they say he tells the emperor the Indians he saw in Florida wear chunks of gold around their necks as big as anything they in New Spain. They say I have to risk all I own for what they say. For a rumor? <laughs> Don't be so uncertain, Luis. Don Hernando puts up his entire fortune for this new expedition. Why shouldn't we do the same? In the month of April of the year 1538 of the Christian era, the adelantado Hernando de Soto delivered the vessels to their several captains, took for himself a new ship fast of sail, and passed over the bar of San Lucar. It was Sunday, the morning of St. Lazarus, he who rose from the dead. Hey, watch it, you! The stinking shit, the stinking oh, sh- Shut up. I can't believe I ended up with two idiots like you to play cards with. Where's my other card, huh? Hey, good man, the way you play cards, you lose everything before you even get to this Florida. <laughs> hey, me, I plan to build a house when I return to Spain. Settle down and tell those people who've trampled on me, you, you, and you, go to the devil. <laughs> you don't have the money yet. Ha, ha, ha. This Don Hernando, he knows what he's doing. We'll have gold on every finger. Well, listen, I'm not so sure about it. No, me, I want to see these Indians to see what a savage looks like. The Indians are worshippers of the devil. Uh, on your feet, it's sorted. When you see them, you will know they are tattooed from head to foot. They have a custom make sacrifices of the blood and bodies of their people, or to sacrifice anyone else they happen to come by. When the devil would have them make an offering, he speaks. I am a thirst, he says. Do not forget, you men, you are Christians and soldiers of Spain in every way superior your armor, the steel of your weapons, and the word of your God. Let all of these things serve you well. There is no one and nothing to stop us. At Pentecost in the year 1538, the ships arrived at Santiago in Cuba of the Antillas. After a delay of many months, on Sunday the 18th of May, 1539, the Adelantado sailed from Cuba with a fleet of nine vessels, running for seven days with favorable weather. On the 25th day of the month, 
being the festival of Espiritu Santo, the land was seen. All along the coast, smoke began to rise above the trees. The Indians were warning each other of our approach. Once, the people lived in all places. A vast land with many chiefdoms. Culture, language divided them. Temukuin, Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek. But there was land enough for all. The invaders have come off their vessels. We have consulted the shaman. This time, we will not fight. Uchita, how can you choose peace after what these same devils did to you and your family? It's the shaman who speaks. The white path is weak. Let's put aside our differences with Barakuzi and Mukoso and kill the invaders. They will kill our people first. No! We will hide in the swamps. No one is to give them food or show them the way on pain of death. With nothing to eat, they'll die, as the others did. By night, the governor with a hundred men proceeded toward the principal town of the chief Usita, the town was comprised of seven or eight houses, built of timber and covered with palm leaves. The chief's house stood near the beach, on a high mound. At the other end of the town, a temple. There was no one to be seen. Where are they? They're in the trees. <laughs> Above the temple, a wooden bird with gilded eyes was watching. I will lodge with my captains in the chief's house. In the lodges there, Baltasar de Gallegos with the supplies. The rest, tear them down. Use the timber to build your own shelter. The temple? Down. The country all around was thick with woods. No Indians were to be seen. The settlements abandoned. Indians! There! How? Alive! Take them alive! Hold, hold. I said don't wound them! In the thicket, they're hiding! Do not kill! Do not kill! Do not kill! For love, for love of God, I, I am Christian. These people give me life. God be praised. Fortune had smiled on us. The man was Juan Ortiz a survivor of the expedition of Panfilo de Narvaez 11 years before. With his tattoos and nakedness, he'd been mistaken for an Indian. But now, in our moment of greatest need, we would have an interpreter and guide to lead us onward. And he would have much to tell us. Don Hernando, gentlemen, let's ask him about gold. Luis, let him say what he can. 
There's time. I will tell you what befalls to me. As you know, the adelantado Panfilo de Narvaez came before you to conquer this land eleven years ago. I come from Cuba by ship with provisions for Narvaez to this harbor where he had landed. We saw smoke over the trees, but nothing of Narvaez. Captain! On the shore, Indians coming out to us! Stay where you are! Cannoneer, a warning shot to the left. Reload! We seek the adelantado Pamphilo de Narvaez! Is he here? What's it mean? Wait, Captain. Through the glass, look. Something planted on the shore. Look, it's, it's a message. Where has he gone? Captain, send five or six of us with arms. We'll find out what it says. Nortis, I'm telling you, if you're trapped on the beach, there's nothing I can do. Send us ashore and we'll find out if the note is real or if it's... Please, Ortiz. What do they have to fight us with? Come on, you men. What if Narvaez and the others are their prisoners? We have got to find out. All right, Ortiz. And you. All right, you and you. Let's go. Into the boats. Damn you, Ortiz. What if this is a trick? Stay ready. Who'd risk their life for Narvaez? A bastard like him. And you have no respect. Narvaez has been appointed by the king himself to govern this country. So what? Nobody owns this land. Tell these Indians. I am sure they would like to know about your feelings back in Havana. Wait! Wait! They're coming out of the trees! Fire! Fire! They've got them, all of them, on the beach! They'll be killed! God help them. There's nothing we can do. Outrage knows no forgiveness. Narvaez, for reasons I do not know, had tortured Usita, thrown the mother of Usita to the dogs, which tore out her bowels and ate them. Leaving this behind, Narvaez moved into the interior, and we did not know where. When my ship arrived, Usita hoped to capture all the men on board and burn them alive. He settled on us four. We were led naked to the village square. One by one, the others with me, the, the ones I had convinced the captain to send ashore. One by one, they were chased around the square, shot through with arrows, but slowly, over a long period of time, so as to increase their suffering until, until they were all dead. I was the last. Chief's wife and three daughters begged for my life. I, I was young to them, a, a boy. Usita agreed to keep me as a slave. By night, the cacique's daughter warned me the chief was determined I should die. She helped me escape to a neighboring chief named Mukoso. Mukoso was a young chief and strong. He cursed Usita for torturing me. In return for Mukoso's protection, 
I swore obedience to him for life. Once, seven or more years ago, fishermen said they had seen sails off the coast. Bukoso bade me go. I waited five days on the shore. I stared at an open and empty sea. Many years later, news arrived of you. At first, I didn't believe it. Then I came, knowing you might mistake me for an Indian and might kill me. But I decided to return and somehow atone for the death of the three men, the sailors whose deaths I will bear to my grave. Juan Ortiz, God has spared you these 11 years for a reason, so that now you can lead us, telling these Indians in their language that we bring peace and the word of God. Yes. It is God's will, Juan Ortiz. It has been so long since I saw my own country. But Juan, you are the only one who can help us carry out the will of the king and our God who forgives all who obey his commands. I'd like to see confession before we go on. Baltasar, have Juan Ortiz seek comfort with the priests. Juan Ortiz, we have heard rumors that Narvaez found gold in Florida. Cabeza de Vaca is said to have told the king that... Uh... Uh, yes. Uh, Juan, your chief mucoso, a great chief, surely must have treasure he would, uh, he would trade with us. Gold? Gold, yes. There is gold. The Indians have found it. From Spanish shipwrecks off the shore coming from the mines of New Spain. But only a few pieces, Don Hernando. It can't be true! No! Uh, Juan, how far have you traveled uh, in any direction? I have remained here with Mucoso. Go, Juan. Go to confession. Yes, Don Hernando. If the men find out there is no gold... All of you, listen. This land is a vast one. These Indians prize gold. We saw that in Peru. You will say nothing to alarm the men. Understand that. Damn it! There's no gold to be found. Drink, Luis. While it lasts. There's no wine to be found in the swamps. <laughs> Tobar, we have made a terrible mistake. And I sold everything, everything to, to come on this disaster. We've just started. Even these Ortiz can't be trusted. How long has he been here with the Indians, huh? Ten? Maybe eleven years? Long enough for the devil to take his soul. If he says there's no gold, then I say there is. And Ortiz will be our interpreter, eh? Come on. Nuno, have some more wine. The swamps already give you a fever. What's so funny? <laughs> there is no devil, my friend. Only a broken man, a boy left for dead by his own captain. Yeah. One must be wary of one's captain in certain places. All right, Nuno. 
Don't you forget who is the captain. All right. But put yourself in Don Hernando's favor, Luis, and I will be your servant. Juan Ortiz, his spirits renewed through the grace of God, led us to the village of Mucoso, the first town occupied by Indians we had seen. He says what he did for me, he did in his own interest. He knew you would return, and he wished to protect his own people. Tell him, nonetheless, uh, we shall treat him as a brother always, and introduce him to our faith. Tisoto, hochille ahono wiole, oke hochille ekoyamasi homachukwa, tios nahela. Isaya elema, itea achuma. He says, you are the child of the sun and the son of the moon, the greatest warrior on the face of the earth. To the board of magistrates, Santiago de Cuba, very noble gentlemen. They say there is much commerce among the Indians here, an abundance of gold, and silver, and pearls. May it please God that this be so, for of what these Indians say, I believe nothing but what I see, and see well. But they will know, and have it for a saying among them, that if they lie to me, it will cost them their lives. Hernando de Soto today can be found in a mural decorating the rotunda of the United States Capitol, portrayed heroically as a man who discovered the Mississippi River. But de Soto's contemporary, the historian Oviedo, perhaps said it best, that after two decades helping subdue the Indians of Central America and Peru, de Soto was a man well-schooled in the sport of slaying Indians. This is Eli Wallach. Join me next time for another episode of Child of the Sun. Child of the Sun, a drama in five episodes, was produced and directed by Robert Clem and adapted from the true relation of the Portuguese gentleman of Elvas, published in 1557. Music score composed and performed by Donald Stark. Script by Robert Clem. Sound effects by Arthur Miller. In the cast were Roger Preto, Arturo Castillo, Emilio Del Pozo, Francisco Rivella, Mateo Gomez, Paul D'Amato, Juan Aguero, Adriano Gonzalez, Blanca Camacho, Ron Hale, Raul Breton, and George Lee Andrews. The program was recorded at West Tracks Recording Studios in New York City by Jesse Plumley, and mixed at the studios of South Carolina Educational Radio by Bill Sexton. For portions of the program recorded in Native American languages, special thanks to Greg Keyes, to Robert Bushyhead, and Gene Blanton of the North Carolina Cherokees, and to the Choctaw people of Conahata, Mississippi. Funding for this series was provided by the Florida Humanities Council, the Arkansas Humanities Council, the North Carolina Humanities Council, the Mississippi Humanities Council, the New Jersey Committee for the Humanities, the South Carolina Humanities Council, and the Program for Cultural Cooperation between Spain's Ministry of Culture and U.S. Universities. 
The series is a production of Radio Action Theater and the Foundation for New Media.